And a very warm welcome to Worship with Paisley St George's. Welcome whether you are here in person or joining with us online. You are welcome. The intimations are in the order of service and how good it is to see that things are starting back up after the summer break. The Boys Brigade starts on Tuesday and Friday, the 23rd and 26th of August. There are details there of the timings for the various sessions. In addition to the intimations that are in the print, Start Back Sunday, the Young Church starts back on Sunday the 21st of August, that's next Sunday, after our summer break for our regular weekly get-together. We're looking forward to seeing the children again and hearing all about the summer. And we've been so fortunate this summer that on most Sundays we've had some young folks with us, which has just been lovely. But we look forward to seeing more back with us next Sunday and I'm sure they'll be looking forward too to being able to go out to the hall and having some fun rather than spending their time in the church. Hopefully having some fun too. But Ladies' breakfast will be held on Saturday the 27th of August at 9.45. Please see Kenny Ross or Brent Dory if you wish to go to that, ladies. We're Homestart Renfrewshire are looking for volunteers who are or have been parents to support local families. They start a training course later this next week and if you can help with that, please contact them direct. On Thursday the 25th of August, Stephen, the urban historian and the gentleman who does our live streaming upstairs, will be holding a talk in the session room on Thursday the 25th of August, looking at the life of Peter Burnett and the lives of others buried in Castlehead graveyard. So, that sounds interesting. There's a special... Folks of the congregation, you've got a bargain. There's a special price of £5 for you. So if you want to go to that, see Stephen to deserve your place. A little bit of advance notice. The social committee are trying out something new. They're holding a church barbecue, a beetle drive and a quiz on Saturday the 10th of September from 4pm to 7pm. The cost of this is £2.50. The slips are in all the usual places and this will be held here at Cossyside. If you have any questions about that, please, please speak to one of the committee members. And just a wee thing that I have noticed is, is my understanding that next Sunday is Paisley Fun Run and 10K. So there will be road closures. I think I've figured out how to get here next Sunday. Keep your fingers crossed that I get here on time. So just have a wee look and see how you're affected by that. And finally, as always, tea and coffee will be served in the main hall after worship. Please come through and catch up with friends, new and old. These are all the intimations. God of eternity, God of all time, God of past, God of present, God of future, our times are in your hands. In times of calm, in times of change, in times of harmony and disharmony, you are our constant your love our ever-fixed mark. We set aside this time, these all too fleeting moments, as an offering of our worship, as an offering of our love. 
So let's worship God by standing, if able, to sing hymn number 120. God, we praise you. Hymn number 120. <coughs> information that I had forgotten about and it is the Connect Hub is on this Tuesday in the Outreach Centre at, from 1.30 till 3. There's a short service of worship with tea and coffee followed by more tea and coffee and a blether. So please if you're free on Tuesday afternoon do join us there. The Connect Hub <coughs> services take place on the first and the third Tuesday of every month. So it's worth having that in your head so you don't aren't like me and forget about it just for that minute or two. 
So it would be lovely to see folks there on Tuesday. So let's now come to God in prayer. Summer is here and so many patterns change. Holidays, new places, old places, new faces, old faces, old churches, new churches, families together and families apart. The school holidays are nearly over and the pattern will change once again. And so Jesus, Lord of our journeying and travelling, as we come to you from near or far, what unites us is you, your calling, your love, your living and your dying. In strength and in vulnerability, we come to meet you afresh on the road today. Lord Jesus Christ, you walked this earth as we do. You faced acceptance and rejection. You faced welcome and hostility. You set your eyes on the journey to Jerusalem and we can't imagine our life if you hadn't. God, our Father, you gave us Jesus, God the Son, an example, a teacher, a friend, a prophet, priest and king, and then a sacrifice for each of us. God, the Holy Spirit, burning within, inspiring, enlarging, warming, urging us ever on. Triune God, our emotions change with the day, with the mood, with the moment. But we adore you for your steadfastness, your faithfulness, your constancy. Disturb us, O Lord, as we gather with your words of challenge and truth. Disturb us, O Lord, move us beyond our complacency, our tendency to settle for less, our easy faith that costs us little. Disturb us, O Lord, and awaken us to the cost of changing the world, of changing the church, of changing ourselves. And so as we gather today, May we feel ourselves squirming in your presence, knowing that you invite us into loving action that can make us feel uncomfortable, that should make us feel uncomfortable. Disturb us, O oh God, and help us to rise to the challenge for your sake. And now, Lord, hear us as we pray together in the words you taught your friends and followers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Morning folks, I think we've got one young lady with us this morning, which is love. And I know there's lots of young ladies around, further around the congregation. But Shuna, it's good to see you again. This is my bag that I bring. And sometimes it's got really exciting things in it. Sometimes it's not too exciting. I wonder if you'd like to have a look and see what's in it this morning. What's in it? Fruit. An apple and an, an orange. An, oh, an apple and a tangerine, okay. <laughs> it 
it is, you're absolutely right. It is an apple and a tangerine. So, which of these would you prefer, Shuna? Yeah. The apple. Do you like tangerines as well? No? Okay. Who said it was a tangerine? No? <laughs> so, we all like different things. Put your hand up if you prefer apples to tangerines. You prefer an orange? Uh, there's always one. There's always got to be somebody that has to be different. What about if... I've just lost my place. <laughs> Where am I? Don't tell me. Standing in front of the church. I know. I know. What about Mars bars and Snickers? Hands up if you prefer a Snickers. A Mars bar? Oh, okay. Now, what about reading a real book or a Kindle? Real book. Oh, Kindle? Okay. And did I hear somebody say both? Mm -hmm. What about Coke or Iron Brew? Both? Coke? Who's for Coke? Who's for Iron Brew? Who doesn't like either? <laughs> now, what about dogs or cats? Dogs? Cats? Neither. I saw one or two. Now, football or rugby? Neither, said some of the ladies' voices. Rugby? Foot netball or hockey? Hockey, netball? Mmm. Both. So some simple choices. Blue or red? Hands up for blue. Hands up for red. Okay. Summer or winter? Winter. Oh. Do you folk for winter? And a few going, oh no. Summer. Even though it's hot. Yes. Okay. So we're thinking about choices. And it's quite interesting to hear you, in some ways, almost begin to discuss and argue about these choices. And in today's Gospel reading, we're going to hear of Jesus talking about division, talking about differences between people. And let's be honest, we all see this in the world in which we live. We see differences between people. This morning, we've seen something of our likes and our dislikes over some very trivial and important things. Sometimes, there is division over things that are really serious and dangerous. But equally well, let's think, let's be honest. There are times when we fall out with people over the silliest, most trivial little thing. I wonder, in your own head, I'm not going to ask any of you to, but just have a moment and think. Have you ever fallen out with something over something that really didn't, in the grand scheme of things, matter? I'm not going to ask you. Or maybe you've been aware of other folks doing it. And sometimes it's easier to see other folks' faults than our own. But we all know that too. But we all know too that as Christians we should live peacefully with each other. Even though we don't always like what other people like. Even though we're different. For God created each one of us. He made us different. And he loves each one of us. So this morning we're now going to sing an old hymn. We're going to sing it's from St. George's Praise, but it's from the old hymn book. 
It's number 40 in St George's Praise and it's Jesus, Friend of Little Children. Our first reading this morning is from Hebrews, reading from chapter 11, verse 29, to chapter 12, verse 2. By faith they crossed the Red Sea, as though it were dry land, whereas the Egyptians, when they attempted the crossing, were engulfed. By faith the walls of Jericho were made to fall after they had been encircled on seven successive days. By faith the prostitute Rahab escaped the fate of the unbelievers because she had given the spies a kindly welcome. Need I say more? Time is too short for me to tell the stories of Gideon, Barak, Samson and Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. Through faith they overthrew kingdoms, established justice, saw God's promises fulfilled. They shut the mouth of lions, quenched the fury of fire, escaped death by the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They grew powerful in war. They put foreign armies to rout. Women received back their dead, raised to life. Others were tortured to death, refusing release to win resurrection to a better life. Others again had to face jeers and flogging, even fetters and prison bars. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were put to the sword. They went about clothed in skins of sheep or goats, deprived, oppressed, ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They were refugees in deserts and on mountains, hiding in caves and holes on the ground. All these won God's approval because of their faith, and yet they did not receive what was promised, because with us in mind, God had a better plan that only with us would they reach perfection. With this great cloud of witnesses around us, therefore we too must throw off every encumbrance and the sin that all too readily restricts us and run with resolution the race which lies ahead of us, 
our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the sake of the joy that lay ahead of him, he endured the cross, ignoring its disgrace, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Our second reading is from Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, reading from verse 49 to 56. I have come to set fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is over. Do you suppose I came to establish peace on earth? No, indeed, I have come to bring dissension. From now on, a family of five will be divided, three against two and two against three, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the people, when you see clouds gathering in the west, you say at once, it is going to rain, and rain it does. And when the wind is from the south, you say, it will be hot, and it is. What hypocrites you are! You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but you cannot interpret this fateful hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Muriel. We continue in our worship by singing hymn number 172, Sing for God's Glory, hymn 172.
Now, I'd like to invite you to use your imagination a wee bit here. Muriel is the grown-up daughter, and I'm her elderly <laughs> mum. Okay? <laughs> so, let's listen to a conversation. The breeze is picking up a bit now. Yep. Yep. It's definitely coming from the south, I would say. Seems to be. No more rain for a while. Things will dry up again. They will do. We could be in for a scorcher. We could be. Quite a change in the season. It happens this time of the year. Remember when you first taught me how to tell what the weather's going to do? I do. And I'm starting to regret it. Uh, there are other seasons too, don't you think? Other signs? Well, this winter, clouds mean rain. Haven't you got something else to do? Things are getting hot and it's not just the weather. Don't you think there's a season of change going on? Not that I've noticed. What would give you that idea? Have you still not heard him, Mum? The rabbi from Nazareth? Well, I've heard that the authorities want to run him out of town. You should go and listen for yourself. He's so passionate. I've never heard anyone teach like him. Oh, I've got better things to do than let another little hot-headed self-proclaimed rabbi get under my skin. He knows God's heart like no one else. He's got something. He makes you see how much of our religious life is missing the point. He gets to the things that matter. The law? The Sabbath? They don't matter. What point am I missing exactly? Mum, there's a bigger picture. He's just saying pay attention to love and freedom and justice. You'll listen to me and pay attention to family and duty and tradition. I can't believe you're choosing to ignore all the signs. People are being healed. The man has wisdom and authority like you've never seen before. He's helping people change their minds, change their understanding, change their lives. We've seen it all before. A short-lived hero. Then, when the heat is really on, he'll disappear. And believe me, it will all go back to normal. Feel the breeze, Mum. Feel the wind. Change is in the air. There is no going back. There is no going back to that Nazarene. Do you hear me? You're not going back to listen to any more of his nonsense. He came to set the earth in fire. No wonder he feels it's not even kindled. A what? Oh, nothing, Mum, nothing. <clears throat> we worship once again from St George's Praise, number 57, In Christ Alone.
Fortuna. While I talk to the grown-ups, you can listen too, but I wondered if you would like to take this jigsaw blank and I will give you some coloured pencils or pens. And what I'd like you to do is to design a colourful jigsaw using the word peace. Okay, so using the word peace. And if by any chance you finish, there's a sheet you can have a look at as well, okay? So, we'll come back to the jigsaw later. So our first reading this morning was from Paul's letter to the Hebrews. And this reading talks of the faith of so many of the Jewish fathers. And we here today have gathered because we have faith. We have faith. But let me share with you a story of a fellow Christian. And as I tell it, think about yourselves. Think about yourselves in your everyday life. Think about yourselves in your place of work and see how much this story resonates with you. Because I can tell you, it resonates very strongly with me. This fellow Christian, Steve, he had a guilty secret. At least that's how it felt when his work colleagues asked him what he'd done at the weekend. And he heard himself skirting around where he'd been on Sunday morning. He told them about going to the rugby on Saturday, about taking the kids to visit their grandparents on Sunday afternoon, and going for a burger on the way home. But it was easier not to say that they'd all been to church together before going to see Susan's parents. It wasn't that he was ashamed of being religious, he really wasn't. It was just too complicated, and he had a pretty good idea how they would react. Tina, his PA, would smile awkwardly and try to change the subject. Gail, well, she would say how busy she was and list all the children's activities that meant that she had no time to go to church. Bill would guffaw with laughter and ask what the asterisk, asterisk, asterisk bleep he thought he was up to. James, well, James, James would bombard him. He would go all intense and bombard him with serious questions. And then, well, it was only a matter of time before the conversation came round to religion in general and why most of them kept well clear of it. I can be just as good a Christian without going to church. I'm not religious, but I'm a spiritual person. Everyone's entitled to their own views. The sexual abuse scandals would come up and homophobia. Then someone would chip in with all the wars that had been started and terrorist attacks committed in the name of religion. Really, they were better off without it. Well, Steve, Steve didn't have the energy or the right way with words to tell him, to tell them how he saw it, that conflict and violence had no part in real Christian faith, that real Christian faith was all about forgiveness and loving your enemies, about healing divisions, not making them worse. He couldn't help smiling to himself as he tried to imagine telling his mates what the sermon had been about this week for it had caught him off guard, that's for sure. And he was still trying to make sense of it. Jesus, Jesus, the great peacemaker who just wanted everyone to get on with each other, saying that he had come not to bring peace to the earth, but division. 
Households would be torn apart, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. What on earth was that all about? So, did you have a nice weekend? Tina asked. Yes, good, thanks. How about you? I think most of us, that would ring true somewhere. For talking about faith is not easy. It's not easy. And today's gospel passage, well, what about that? And maybe during the week when I looked at that passage, I thought, maybe I'll sidestep that. Maybe I'll choose another passage. Well, I didn't. And Jesus, well, Jesus spoke of divisions amongst family members, something many of us will have experienced. If we think about it, we'll have a story about a family rift. Some family divisions last for decades and can even be passed down from generation to generation. And clearly, there are many and complex reasons for a family fallout. But sometimes they stem from fundamental differences of opinion. Let's think about things that have happened in the world recently. During the Brexit vote, several news outlets carried statistics about the impact of the vote on family harmony. It's thought that disagreement on the politics of Brexit led to one in 20 people following out with their family. You might recall that Boris Johnson's brother Joe famously left the government citing irreconcilable tension within himself over family loyalties and the national interest. However, when a family member moves beyond expressing different opinions and starts to live in a way that others don't understand, or follows a set of beliefs not shared by the rest of the family, then things can get really hard for everyone. And that's what Jesus was talking about today. Jesus was turning the faith upside down. He had come to bring new life. He had come to call his followers, to call his followers to leave their jobs, to leave their homes, to leave their families. Can you imagine how you would have felt if your son came in and said, Mum, Dad, I'm off to follow this person that I only met today on the beach. I'm giving up my job. I'm leaving home. I'm off. I think we can all figure that one out. And today's Gospel reading portrays something of the difficulties of holding a deep set of beliefs that is at odds with the people you love most. Because for the first believers, the decision to follow Jesus and the consequences of signing up to that life of faith in him were hugely complex. Following Jesus divided people from their families because the decision, as I've said, to follow him required the disciples to put their trust fully in Jesus and to align themselves with him above and beyond anything and anyone else. Jesus took priority. And maybe to us today this seems a little extreme, but let's not forget that in today's world there are many that face this level of cost for their faith. There are people throughout this world for whom following Jesus puts their lives at risk. It separates them from their families, their friends. 
being divided from family members is a, really, a very real prospect for people across the globe who choose a life of faith in Christ. And yet people still make this choice. People today are opting into a life that will divide them from family, friends and communities that they've grown up in. And for most of us, I suspect that the choice of a life of faith will not bring us these huge challenges. And thinking about it makes us stop and think, because it is quite hard to understand when on the whole we can say, yes, I follow Jesus and we can do what he, or some of what he asks of us, fairly simply. But as Christians, as Christians, at some point we may have to make difficult decisions. And let's be in no doubt, our faith should influence the choices that we make in our day-to-day -day living. We're all aware of the turmoil in this world. And as we follow Jesus, there may well be difficult decisions that we need to make, and we have to be prepared to do that. So have a think about that. Now, the jigsaw, Shuna, are you still colouring it in? Yes, that's fine. But when Shuna's finished the jigsaw, it's a wee bit, it's quite interesting to think about it because if you take the jigsaw and you break it up, then that's like the divisions that we have when we argue with other people. And we do argue with other people. Sometimes we argue because we believe different things. Sometimes we argue about things that in the grand scheme of things don't really matter. Like, is St Merton a better team than Morton? <laughs> mm. I'll talk to folk later about that one. But no, I, and there are, that's where it's difficult because there are things that we know to be trivial and to be quite humorous. But equally well, there are arguments and discussions that we can have about things that really matter. And when we disagree, then the peace can be broken, if you like, like the jigsaw can be broken. But there are a few verses at the end of today's chapter that we didn't read. And there Jesus says, do your best to settle the dispute. Do your best to settle the dispute. But in a reflection later, we'll think a wee bit more about that. But when we settle our dispute and put the pieces of the jigsaw back together, we should have the word peace. But we need to make sure that it is the peace of Jesus. Because Jesus gives us peace like no other. But he doesn't say that life in this world will be easy. Sometimes we can settle a dispute, but sometimes there are things that need to be stood up for. When Jesus was born, when he lived and when he died, and especially when he rose again, that changed. Jesus changed our way of living forever. So to conclude, just a short reflection and prayer. Fire, stress, division, harsh words from a man of peace. Father against son, strange words from a man of God. Cloud, rain, wind, unexpected words from a man of the earth. Hypocrites, dangerous words from a man on thin ice. And still they did not understand that these were words not of the then times 
or the might be times or the end times. But these are words of the now times. And so the words and the message and the man were cast aside. For who could believe that God might deign to enter a divided world or that a son would suffer at the hands of his, his own father? Lord, when we are conflict averse, shake us up. When we want to please everyone, drag us off the fence. When we choose harmony over truth, disturb our conscience until we can do no other but blurt out, however ineptly, what is on our minds and in our hearts, all that won't be silenced any longer. And then, then, O oh Lord, when the touch paper is lit, may we stay close to the fire, close enough to see what emerges from the ashes. And in that emergence, may we be reborn as our horizons expand to embrace the new in the knowledge of your constant refining and renewing, your perpetual inclusion, the transformation that cannot be manipulated or engineered through subtle niceties, but only through the fire of your reforming spirit. And in every iteration, may we respond with joy and wonder to the life you revealed, forged in the bravery of open hearts and minds and arms stretched out in embrace for all you have created in your divine economy of grace. Amen. And now as the choir sing the anthem, our offerings will be brought forward. <coughs> in prayer. O 
let us dedicate our offering. Father, we give our offerings to you, acknowledging that we return only a little of what you have given us. Bless and use these gifts to accomplish your will through this church. And now our prayers for others. I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes my aid. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Father, we thank you for the beauty we see all around us, the mountains and hills, the sea and sky, which you have made. As we look upon all these wonders, we lift our hearts in thanks and praise. As we meet here this morning, we pray for the needs of the whole world, for peace and goodwill over all the earth. We pray for countries ravaged by war, famine, fire or flood. Look with mercy on all who suffer through war or tragedy. Help those who are injured and support those who are dying. Console those who have lost family or friends and give light to those who despair. Father, we pray for all those who suffer financial hardship, for those who are hungry, for those who live in fear, and for those who feel isolated, and for all who cannot see a way forward. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and strengthen them. We pray for all who provide aid to everyone in these situations that you will bless them. Lord, we pray for our congregation, the Kirk Session and Minister, that you will lead us forward together and show us your will. Thank you for comforting us, for always giving us fresh courage wherever we may be and for giving us hope. Lord God, bless our world with the power from on high and with gifts that will bring good to many people. Bless our congregation and our world to the glory of your name. Amen. Thank you, Muriel. Before we close our service of worship, could I just remind you that there is tea and coffee in the hall afterwards. And if you're visiting with us this morning, you'd be very welcome to join us through there. And if somebody's sitting next to you that you don't know, say hello to them and show them where the tea and coffee is because this place is like a rabbit worm. It took me ages to figure out where everything was. What I normally say on a Sunday morning is if you go out that door and follow the noise, you'll find the tea and coffee. So, we close this morning's service of worship by singing hymn number 517, Fight the Good Fight with All Thy Might. Hymn number 517.
before we go, that's Shuna's jigsaw that she's done for peace with all the colours of the rainbow in it, all blending together beautifully. Thank you, Shuna, and I'll give you that back at the end. The signs are not here. They are in the world. So let us go into that world and bring to life the signs of Jesus and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with each and every one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.